Hey everybody, welcome to Unexpectedly Gruntled. This is Mark. This is episode 10 or episode 2 of the second season. I appreciate you guys' support. Thank you so much for listening. We now have over 100 listeners, uh, including listeners in four different countries. Yep, four countries. The United States, Canada, Germany, and now Australia. So keep telling your friends or your enemies if you want to torture them. Appreciate you listening. Thanks. I was thinking about things recently, which I think about things all the time, but that's beside the point. In the Bible, it talks about how to God a thousand years is like a day. So I was thinking about it. What if you passed away and went to heaven and you're like, hey, I've been here for a year, which is not that much time in comparison to whatever time in general, eternity But what if you had been there like a year and you're all like, hey, yo, I'm hungry. When are we going to have breakfast? And somebody goes, oh, we just had breakfast three years ago. That means there's like 497 years to lunchtime. So if I was you, I'd look around for some Ziploc bags. So when lunch comes, you can stock up because it's a while between lunch and dinner. It's going to be about 500 years. But on a positive note, like I said, It's only 497 years until lunch. I think from a human perspective or human standpoint, everybody wants to be loved and wants to have friends and uh, just people that are close to and that love them and care about them. And obviously, the more friends you have, it would stand to reason that it would be better. But I have a different take on that. And I think my take on it and what I'm trying to say about it is the more friends you have, the more likely it is that somebody's going to ask you to help them move. For example, if you play lottery every week, chances are that you're eventually going to hit some numbers. Probably not ever going to win the big lottery, but the chances are pretty good. Moving is similar to that, but not exactly the same. Moving is like saying... The more you run around on the golf course in a rainstorm holding a golf club above your head, the greater the chances you're going to get electrocuted and die. Therefore, I'm going to compare moving to running around on the golf course with a golf club above your head. There are like five things in life that are considered to be the most stressful things ever that cause you the most anxiety, stress, whatnot. One is like losing a loved one. Two is like getting divorced. And maybe one and two are interchangeable. Maybe I flip-flop the positions. But I'm sure three is like moving. Four is helping somebody move. And five is like helping somebody move or moving yourself. Basically, three, four, and five are just crap. They're not any good. So typically, I don't get asked to help people move because I don't have a lot of uh, acquaintances. I have some really close friends, but they never asked me to help them move. Not to mention I don't own a truck, which is another reason not to own a truck because you won't have to help anybody. But if somebody asks you to help them move, you have to have a good excuse. You can't just say, well, I don't like you enough to help you move or, you know, that kind of thing. So you have to come up with something creative, you know, like something you're doing that day. Like, well, I'd love to help you move on Saturday, but the school for the blind is having an archery competition and I volunteered to hold one of the targets. So I just can't help you. However... Recently, I was asked to help somebody move. Echo said, hey, can you do me a favor? 
can you come over on Sunday, help me move my brother with some other people. We're all going to meet there together and get him moved into his new place. I said, sure, I'll call you when I get off work uh, Sunday morning, and then we can figure it out. So I called her when I was done working, and I said, hey, I'm done. She said, look, they're not ready. I'm still at my place. Why don't you take a nap for a little while because I know you had to get up at 3 in the morning, and then call me when you're done with your nap, and we'll you know, arrange to meet up so you can help us move. I said, all right, that's fine. So I took a nap. Should have taken a longer nap. She said I could take a longer nap. I thought that it would be pretty quick to move one person out of his house into his new house, especially since there were going to be other people there. Well, I took an hour nap, called her. I went over to meet her. When I got there, I thought it was maybe the auditions for Cocoon 2 because Echo is 53 and I'm 55 and we were the youngest people there. And typically when you want people to move or help you move, you say, hey, we need you to come move, bring all your strong friends, whatever, and you get these 20-somethings, 24-somethings. Well, it turns out that as you get older, those people aren't in your set of people that you hang out with on a regular basis, whereas normally you get all the young, strong people. Well, she invited me to help move, but she didn't tell me that she told everybody that I had a heart attack. She didn't really say I had a heart attack. She told everybody that I had a heart condition. So everybody assumed that if I helped move anything, then I was going to fall down dead, like in the driveway or something. And that's not the case. I mean, yes, I have had a heart attack and I have, you know, a lot of stents in my heart. However, I was probably in the best shape out of anybody there. But everybody's like, hey, you don't want to pick up too much heavy stuff, you know, because of your heart and all that. So here's a bag of sponges that you can carry out to the truck or grab that pair of flip-flops and carry them. You know, you don't want to overdo it and take care of yourself. And then her mom ordered pizza for all of us like you do when people are helping you move when you're 20. And I don't know that that's necessarily what you're supposed to do when people are older when they help you move. I was thinking maybe the better thing to order would be like some extra strength Tylenol, maybe some insurance waivers, Maybe have like an orthopedic surgeon on standby just in case we needed him. Anyways, it was a unique moving experience. I was the youngest one there or the youngest male there and they wouldn't let me help with anything. It was like being a six-year-old and being like, don't let Mark touch the breakables because he's going to drop them. So needless to say, unfortunately, I didn't get to help move the boxes of like cinder blocks and the stuff that people normally move. You guys have all heard about Baby M before in uh, one of the episodes, at least if you've listened to the earlier ones and you're not brand new to the show. If you are new to the show, you might want to go back and listen to some of the old episodes because we are going to play trivia in two weeks or on the next episode, I should say. So you might want to kind of brush up on some of the episodes if you want to play trivia. We're going to be playing for a uh, $25 Amazon gift card. Anyways, you've heard about Baby M before. His mom, Anne, recently, last week, I believe, showed me a video and she's like, look, baby M is trying to walk. Or she said he's walking, learning to walk. No, she said he's trying to walk, which I think is 
probably a pretty accurate term. I wouldn't say he's walking. That would be using the term very loosely. Anyways, he's got like one of those baby UFO walker things, you know, that you could put 157 uh, boxes of Cheerios in the top of it so that way the kid could throw them onto the floor easier. Uh, it's one of those things with wheels on it, and he's in the middle of it. And, you know, it's got like a little diaper kind of harness thing that he sets in so it supports him. Well, he's kind of like at a... I don't know, like a 65-degree angle, like leaning forward, like he's a professional Olympic ski jumper, which I don't think he is yet, and maybe he won't be, uh, based off of his walking skills or whatever it is. Anyways, I wouldn't say he's walking. It reminded me of what it would look like if a zombie had been at the bar and had had six shots and he was stumbling out the door because now it's time to get brains because you still want brains even if you've been at the bar and you've done all your tequila shots for the evening. Anyways, him walking was like watching a baby zombie leave the bar in search of food. And I wasn't that impressed by it because he's a baby and babies are supposed to walk. That's what they're supposed to do. And they're supposed to have teeth or grow teeth or develop teeth. I don't know what they do, but they get teeth. And they walk. It's what they're supposed to do. It's not that impressive. I know that for you it's impressive, Anne. And I'm sorry if I'm taking away from the moment for you because you're a mom. It's your first time watching him walk. His first time walking. All I was saying is it's not like he was 32 and he was crushed by a boulder and he had to learn to walk again, which that kind of thing, people are like, yes, the human victory, you know, whatever. He overcame the odds to do it. Baby M's not overcoming any odds. He's just doing what he's supposed to do. He's a baby and they walk. That's their job. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's next week. So for this week's self-help topic, I thought what I would talk about is love and loving people or letting them know they're loved. I know traditionally for Valentine's Day, you're expected to go out and spend thousands of dollars on chocolates and roses and dinner reservations and plans and all that fun sort of thing. I'm of the opinion that you should let somebody know or try to let them see that they're important to you and that you love them every day if you have the opportunity. It doesn't have to be anything astronomical. You can write them a small letter, a note, put it on their uh, coffee cup in the morning or put it under their wiper blade, you know, before they leave for work. Uh, you can write a note on the mirror, I guess. Seems like somebody would probably do it in lipstick, which may or may not come off. Not that that's ever happened to me. I guess we'll find out. However, you can let people know in small ways that they're important. You can stop by some store and get a bag of those Valentine's Day chalk hearts that are chalk flavored. And it doesn't really matter if you eat the pink ones, the green ones, the white ones, the yellow ones. They're all chalk flavored, so you don't really have to segregate them regardless of what you think. They all taste the same. However, everyone knows that the day after Christmas, they start selling Valentine's Day things, so you've had months to buy those hearts. You can get a bag of those hearts if the person you like obviously has no taste buds and wants those, or just because maybe it's a nostalgia thing and they love them. But you can take them those candy hearts and 
You know, call them at work and say, hey, can you come outside? I put something on your car or whatever. Just to show them you care. Another good idea is you can write a small coupon book it, booklet. Think about some of the favorite things that your person loves. And uh, like if they like going on a walk with you and you typically don't have time to do it together, you can make time in your schedule to take a walk with them and give them a coupon for you know, one sunset walk and hold hands and, you know, maybe go get ice cream afterwards. Uh, you can show them in a lot of ways. You can volunteer to do the dishes if that's not something you typically do. I would encourage you to do some more of those things with the person that you love and care about. Uh, things that mean a lot to them because you'd be surprised doing the dishes for uh, your significant other could really uh, change things in general just a little help around the house extra you can volunteer to clean the bathroom which would probably be a gigantic favor to them and uh you know help with the laundry fold the towels cook dinner twice a week you know there's all kinds of things you could do to let them know just stop and hold their hand or send them a text and say hey i was just thinking about you because i don't know i was thinking about marshmallows if they love marshmallows as an example uh, or I was at the store and I was going to get stuff to make s'mores or I saw those, I don't know, something that made you think of them. You know, any it could be anything, you know. I saw your favorite drink. And you can buy them a bottle of wine and take it home and drink wine with them on the couch. Just let them know how important they are. Uh, try to do it every day if you get a chance. You never know how much time you're going to have with somebody and uh, it's fun to... Uh, it's fun to be surprised, so and it's fun to surprise people. You'd be surprised at uh, the way things can be received if you just change your perspective on uh, doing small things to make your significant other uh, happy. Happy Valentine's Day. All right, I was looking at the playlist recently, and there is about two and a half hours of songs, and I know that some of you follow the playlist, not very many people, and that's okay. I mean... Music's not everybody's thing, and maybe it's a little too bipolar, or maybe you just kind of take some of the songs when you hear them during the week and listen to them and decide that's what you want to listen to, and maybe you're making your own playlist, which is also cool. Uh, but because of that, I've kind of weeded down the amount of songs I put. I'm going to you know, be a little more selective during the week. So since Valentine's Day is coming up, I picked two Valentine's songs. The first song is called Love Is, and it's by Ingrid Michaelson and Jason Mraz, and uh, it's a love song. It's about what love actually is, and uh, I think it's a pretty cool song. Anyways, the second song is a song that we used to sing at the top of our lungs with one of my old co-workers. Uh, I'm still friends with the guy. As a matter of fact, I was the best man in his second and fourth wedding which congratulations, Horshack, you're coming up on your first year anniversary. And the reason why I say that is because he was actually married on February 29th. So this will be his first anniversary and he's still with her, which is uh, pretty impressive. Anyway, the song is On the Wings of Love by Jeffrey Osborne and it's a fantastic song. And uh, I've been singing out loud to uh, somebody that I love. And then the last song is not anything to do with love. It's a song that makes me happy to be alive. And 
and I feel like that was some sort of trick. I screwed up a little bit on the editing, but anyways, the final song, the song that makes me happy to be alive, is Always the Sun by the Stranglers. It's a cool song. I thought about something else, which is kind of a silly thing, and it could have gone along with a self-help thing for Valentine's Day, but I told the kids, all my kids, one of the most important things in the world is paying attention. If you pay attention to things, you will notice things that most people don't notice. And typically this works better going from a guy to a girl, but I actually I think it would work either way if a female notices things about a guy. I think it might make you happy, for example. I had a coworker sat down next to me once and say, hey, good morning, how you doing, whatever, and I looked over at her, and I said, hey, when did you get your eyebrows done? And she looked at me and said, I've never had them done in my life, and just got them done for the first time ever, and nobody noticed except for you. Typically, that kind of stuff makes people happy that you notice or observe that they got their hair done, girls like that kind of stuff, or that they got new nails, or... They brush their teeth and it doesn't smell exactly like they had a poop sandwich with extra onions for breakfast, whatever. Just kidding. Don't do that last one. You'll get in trouble for that. But if you notice somebody got their hair done, tell them they look nice and, uh, you know, tell them that they whatever. Because she had mentioned that nobody noticed that she got her hair done, you know, like her husband didn't notice. And I thought, well, maybe you should leave him. But you don't say that stuff out loud. Even I keep some stuff inside, believe it or not. And I was just kidding. I wouldn't want her to leave him. He's a great guy. She's a great girl. But it's just important to notice little things because it makes people happy that uh, someone cares enough about them to notice the small details and let them know. And you don't want to say the things like I said, well, maybe you should leave him because then you'll have dudes coming to your house and following you like Frankenstein uh, in the old school movies where they show up at your house with pitchforks and torches and they'll want to run you out of town or kill you until you're dead or something like that. Anyways, be more observant of things. Have a great episode. Have a great Valentine's Day. Try to save some money. <laughs>